Welcome to the Voices in Union podcast with Reggie Jackson and Maria Hamilton. I'm doing good. I don't think I'm doing as good as you. It looks like you were out enjoying the, the nice, sunny, somewhat warm day here. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah, in the house. I'm, I'm trying to get some of my melanin back. Yeah. Well, when you get out of the house, it's nice and sunny and warm. And I'm like, yeah, it is. But I've been busy working, so I haven't gotten out of the house uh, planned to at some point. But it's nice to see some decent weather for a change. That polar vortex was driving me kind of crazy for a while. Yeah, you and me both. I think uh, my anxiety, honey, has been heightened for the last mm. 25 days. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was feeling pretty bad about the polar vortex. And then I started, like, realizing what am I complaining about these people in Texas, you know, don't have heat, don't have electricity, don't have fresh water to drink. I mean, we don't have anything to complain about here. And, you know, I, I was calling my friends in Texas on, you know, really, at first, I didn't realize how bad it was. I was just calling just to tease them, like, you know, if you need a shovel, I could mail you a shovel because I know you probably can't find one in the store down there, right? And then one of my friends in Dallas was like, dude. We are literally probably going to have to sleep in our car tonight outside because there's no heat in our house and it's freezing in our house. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And then uh, I talked to my friend in Houston. And he was like, dude, uh, you know, I called you just to get some advice about how to get rid of the snow. But but every time he tried to say something, eventually his phone died because guess what? He couldn't charge his phone because yeah. there's no electricity in his house. And then I called my friend in Austin and she was like, when I walked out the door this morning, it was like three or four inches of snow. And I was like, the first word that came out of my mouth was Milwaukee. She right. lives in Milwaukee. And she was like, oh, my goodness. And then, you know, in the week after that, we heard how absolutely horrible it is and how many people died and how people are still to this day, you know, not having a functional life. It's just, I mean, it's sad to think of the richest country in like yeah, this. but it's it's all it's it's about money and power and politics, you know, like everything mm-hmm. else in this country. Uh, mm-hmm. And and I I think what's really disturbing about all of it, the media isn't reporting the truth because it's not only Texas. I talked with my god sister uh, day before yesterday, and mm-hmm. they ain't had no water and power and stuff neither in Mississippi. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, my aunt, my aunt, said the same thing. She's gone like a week without any water. Yeah, and, they, in the whole town, all, in Mississippi. They, yeah, yeah. They turned the water off in the poor communities so the rich people uh, could have water. Wow! Oh, wow! Wow! And I mean, they're talking about a week and a half longer that yeah, they're going yeah. to have water. Wow, that is just, you, you know, I, I think you're right, because it was all in focus on Texas. But, you know, they barely mentioned the other states that were having these issues. Um, when and I, the only way I know is, you know, time. relatives in Mississippi told me. Mm-hmm. Like, man, this is just, 
it goes back to what you said, though, power of politics. And, yeah. you know, the, the people yeah. that that genuinely get screwed over in America are getting screwed over when we have these types of things that happen. And, uh, you know, my cousin Chris was talking about, you know, some guy, his job was like, well, I don't think people just get some generators. He's like, dude, you know how much a generator costs? People ain't got money for a generator that they may never use. They ain't got time right. to be buying those. And generally, when you have a crisis like this, they jack up the prices on the generators when you go to get them, too. Yes. And, yes. you know, it's like, dude, think about, you know, you may have some disposable income to buy a generator, but do you have the money to even pay somebody to install it properly? Because right. there's people down there that, you know, that tried to use generators and didn't know you can't have it in the house. Uh, you know, people that, that were using a barbecue grill in their house to warm up and ended up dying mm-hmm. and set the house on fire. I mean, it's just the desperateness of people um, because they're not getting, you know, the type of information they need to get from the authorities. Uh, right. You know, it's just, it's really sad. Maria. I mean, it's just. It is. And even with, even with the purge, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, a lot of people kept kept saying that it's a theory, it's a theory. No, they purged it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It had more people to die from disasters and from this pandemic than in any war that mm-hmm. that the president and actually sent people into when they didn't even have to be in the war. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's 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 sad that there's no emphasis on human life, preserving, I mean, preserving human life in this country. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all replaceable. Um, and it's, it's really, really sad that yeah. I may have to die so another rich person can purchase some stock. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's the same. Yeah, I, I have uh, property over people. Yes. Uh, it's kind of part and parcel of the way we do stuff in America. And, you know, I was telling Lee before we got started that I've been doing some research on looking at, like, the redlining maps mm-hmm. uh, from the 1930s and 40s and looking at those communities now to see if a freeway went through the black section of town. <laughs> And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, every one of the ones that I've checked so far, absolutely. A freeway drove absolutely. right through the black section of town, particularly yes. the black business district in town. Yes, and sir. so there's there's a great website called Mapping Inequality. And they have, you know, they, they've expanded the research. They, they, they did a really very interesting study uh, in California looking at the places that were redlined back in 1930s mm-hmm. and looking at the rates of asthma in those communities now. Yep. And they're basically showing that you have a two and a half to three times higher risk of asthma in those areas that were redlined back then because, you know, the environmental racism is a big piece of people's lived experiences. I mean, people tell, oh, my goodness, these people have asthma. And they, they, what are they doing wrong? They're not doing anything wrong. Right. <laughs> they, 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 what, what they're doing is they're living in the wrong color skin. That's what they're right. doing wrong. And, you know, these policies and practices have created these environments for the people um, and people just don't want to acknowledge it. But as I always say, the good thing about rip this back in the past was they open and about it. Uh, they didn't try to use language to trick you thinking what they were thinking. 
to pay, you know, they they, they, didn't, they didn't use any of this so-called uh, adult language back in the day. They just came straight out and told you that we don't like you and we're going to create policies that will basically give you disadvantages so we can give advantages to white people. Okay. So, Maria... I've been, I've been dealing with the dilemma of the uh, Jay Anderson's case. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, there are witnesses which the police department never interviewed anybody mm. for his hearing. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to um, see how that kind of work out, um, mm -hmm. that case. Mm -hmm. And then it's like my heart has been fluttering over this 15-year-old that shot eight people and the judge decided that they wasn't going to um, uh, deal with his case as an adult. Right. And, do it court. and mm -hmm. why is that? Why we don't know who this child is? Why we don't know uh, if he's related to any of the people that was out speaking with David Clark? on the day of the shooting because he had a he had a rally that day mm -hmm. uh to get people to join the po boys mm. and what did the other eight people that you shot have to do with anything why was he mm. allowed to go home mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. why isn't the media talking about this child, but y'all want to talk about the eight people that were shot. They're okay. Mm -hmm. No, right. they right. got they got shot. Right. And y'all saying this is a juvenile thing, so it's like that way the community don't get no information. It will not be in public records because he's a juvie. Mm -hmm. But he did right. an adult thing. Mm hmm Wow. Eight people. Yeah. You know, th this is so um, problematic because we see these same things over and over and over and over again, right? And people just get to a point where they, they don't ask questions, right? And that's the thing that really bothers me. It's like, don't we're you see something strange? We're asking questions, and it's, it's going... I mean, we're asking questions to deaf ears of a system. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That don't validate us, period. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow. My thing, my thing is, who are these judges? Like the like the judge in the kids case in Kenosha. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. killed two people. Yeah. And yeah. you mean to tell me? It's not important that he's still practicing the same, the same way of life. He's out here on the streets, mm -hmm. fighting girls. Y'all don't even know where he live at. And mm -hmm. you refuse to up his bail or have him put back in jail. He's just free yeah. to do whatever he want to do with mm -hmm. two bodies on him. Yeah. 
Wow. Well, you know, this, this, uh, like I always say, this is America. This is the type of stuff that exposes America for what it is. And, you know, people are very uncomfortable having conversations about it and have been uncomfortable for far too long. And like you said, when you do try to bring the things up, it's like the people on the other end, it's like, um, so why are you bringing this up? Why do you think because we need to talk about this? Mm-hmm. We want mm-hmm. this. We want this to stop. Right, right. But it shows that the, the the folks that are in charge are okay with the status quo, Maria. They yeah, don't they... want to see that change happen. It's just really sad. It's really sad. Um, it ain't the fact that they don't even want to see it. They have. They're not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Things are going to stay the way it is. Yeah. Wow. What 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 a like you said is a dilemma. But you have to, you know, do everything you fighting through it. But you know, this is why changes don't happen because the people that are in the positions of authority that can make the changes happen don't want to see those changes happen. Right. Um, and uh, you know, I, as I as I kind of travel around and talk to people about these things, I'm like, yeah. You know, people are just so clueless about the world around them. They make so many assumptions about how the world works and that, you know, the system is fair. It's like the system was never designed to be fair. You know, Tanisha Coates said that this system is working exactly as it's designed. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, and the evidence of that is that you, you can talk about the results today. You talk about the results five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 30, 50, 60, 100 years ago. The results are the same, right? Yeah. You're not seeing a shift. So that's telling you that the system has not changed. And I've always believed very strongly in this, that people don't build a system to advantage themselves and disadvantage other people and then voluntarily disassemble that system. Mm-hmm. It's never happened in human history. People just did. this is not a part of the human uh, existence that we say, "Well, man, we've been screwing these people over. Let's stop screwing these people over because it's not really good that we're screwing these people over." It just doesn't happen that way. And here in America, conscious, no conscious whatsoever. Yeah, you know, here in America, for far too long, white people have been in denial about this stuff and saying, "Well, I, you guys are just exaggerating." You know, this is. You know, you're, you're making everything about race. It's like, we don't make anything about race. We didn't create the idea of race. Y'all created the idea of race. Y'all made it about race. And people yep. say, oh, y'all playing a race card. And you, Maria, I don't know if I told you this before, but years ago, I used to carry around a race card on purpose. I made a race card for myself. I made a card that said race card, and I put Johnny Cochran's picture on it and made right. it look like an official ID card. And I was just waiting for somebody to say, Reggie, you're playing a race car. So I could pull out my race car and say, you know what? You're right, I am playing a race car right now. But ultimately, when you think about who plays a race card in America, it's why people play the race card. Yep, they have the whole deck. And the they've been playing the race car for 400 and some years here in yeah. America. And they don't like to admit it. They created the race card. They are the original creators of the idea of race in the way that we look at it today. You know, people in other other parts of the world never considered race. You know, even in Africa, I tell people all the time, first of all, African people don't call themselves Africans. They call themselves by the the, the, the group that they that they belong to. And I hate I hate the term tribal group 
Because why, why are people in, in Africa and Latin America and, and stuff called tribes, but people in Europe are called nations, right? Yeah. And in, in Europe, you know, you got kings and queens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in Africa and in South America, you don't have kings and queens. You got chiefs. You know, yep. that language bothered me, too. Mm-hmm. You know, this superiority of, of language, the way we describe people. But people associate themselves with the group that they belong to traditionally for, you know, hundreds of years, thousands of years. That's how I describe myself. A friend of mine, Maria, went to, went to Africa uh, years ago, right? Black lady. Mm-hmm. And she, she, you know, she went to Ghana and she was with the, the Peace Corps. And she ended up, you know, spending three years there. And she told me the story. And every time I hear it, her talk about it, it cracks me up. So she's a black woman over in, in Ghana, right? Mm-hmm. And working with these African people in Ghana. And they always called her white lady. Right. <laughs> and she's like, why y'all calling me white? She's like, you're American. That means you're a white right. lady. <laughs> she's right. like, no, I'm not a white lady. Right. And they just refuse to call her anything mm-hmm. other than white lady. Because, you know, yep. to them, American means white. If you go to other countries, they say, oh, you're American. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. say you black American or you African American. You American, right? Right. And it's just it's funny when you think about how we describe people and and you know every 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 place you go is different. You know, I've been doing some research on the descriptive terms we use around the world to describe people and how different it is in different countries. Right. Yeah. Uh, one of my one of my my colleagues talked about how she was helping to develop you know, some um, parenting education uh, brochures. And, you know, she, she ended up going to Puerto Rico, right? And mm-hmm. so she was using all the, dis- the descriptive terms we use in America, you know, black, white, you know, Asian, whatever, right? And the people in Puerto Rico are like, we, we, we can't understand what you're talking about when you talk about black and white. Is, what is that? And she's right. like, oh, well, you know, black people, they're like, what are you talking about? We don't, we don't use those terms. You right. know, uh, it just doesn't exist. And we just, as Americans, we assume that we're right and everybody else is wrong. And that the way we do things is the way everybody should do things. But we are so caught up in this idea of, you know, race, even though it's not real, we've made it real in people's lives. But it's just really kind of strange when you think about how other people look at things differently um, than we as Americans do. Right. And and I use the phrase uh, Black Lives Matter, you know what I'm saying, in the work that I actually do. Mm-hmm. But if people, you know, some people look at me and think I'm Puerto Rican or because of my name that I may be uh, Mexican or Spanish or something. And mm-hmm. I talk about human being. I don't mm-hmm. mm-hmm. look like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm living and I'm working. I stopped saying a long time ago that I'm African American or I'm black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm human. Yeah, yeah. Now, whatever it looks like, whatever I may look like to you, you have your opinion. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I, I hate that. I hate that uh, when people say. Uh, Oh, I got black friends, or uh, or uh, what's that other term that they use? Oh, I don't see color. Stop oh, lying! Yeah. <laughs> Stop lying! I hate that. I yeah, I do color. too. Yes, you do. <laughs> you know, Marie, I tell people, listen, the only people that are colorblind, 
Yeah. I say the only people that are colorblind are people that are like legally colorblind, physically colorblind. Otherwise, right. how can right. you tell me you don't see color? Medically, you, right. you don't it's see me as a black guy. Right. And and think about this, Marie. Even if you are legally physically colorblind, right? Mm-hmm. You can see the differences in how people you can see the texture of hair is different, right? I mean so you know they, but this is what white people have told me as i travel around the state of wisconsin they've been told that they've been taught that being colorblind is the right way to see the world because that's what dr king told us to be colorblind dr king didn't tell you to be colorblind no. dr Very king good. told you to to not evaluate people based on the color of their skin and give them positive or negative attributes based on how they look but he didn't say ignore the color because the, the color of our skin the groups that we belong to have a lot to say about how our lives are played out every day. And if you are in denial that being a black person and having interactions with the police is not the same as being a white person and having interactions with the police, you are tripping. I had a white guy tell me, well, you know, Reggie, I, I had some issues with the police when I was a teenager. I was pulled over. I'm like, dude, did they stick a gun in your face? Right. Did, did they threaten to drag you out of the car? Yeah. Did, did, did they have... Uh, calling three other squad cars there because you, you know, you, you forgot the signal when you changed lanes. Did they do that to you? Or was it simply that you were a silly little teenager and probably violated some traffic law and got pulled over? Uh, right. You know, some white people try to act as if their experience with the police is similar to ours. Right. Listen, you just don't know, man. You just don't know. It's mm-hmm. never going to be the same. Nope. Even hey, even if you drive around with black face or brown face, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, you know I, that's what some people have done: robbing banks. I know, putting, putting yes. uh, black face on yes. to go rob a bank. Like, yes. come on, man! Yes. But they know they can get away with it. They know. Right? Yes. <laughs> that, oh yeah, it was a black guy that robbed the bank. No, nah, it was some dude. Some Polish dude from the south side of Milwaukee that robbed that darn bank, and he right. put some some black so-called blackface song. First of all, no black people really look that dark to begin with. Right. Um, well, they have texture. They have texture skins like black people now to actually do it. Oh uh, my goodness! And then everything. They, they professionalize they, blackface now. Is what absolutely. You're absolutely. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. They wow. have a with the curly hair and uh, oh wow, nappy afros. Wow! So they didn't take it to, take it into a whole another level. You saying? Yeah, you can YouTube it. <laughs> <laughs> what a world, Maria! You can YouTube what it. a world! I mean, think about how crazy that is. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? Why? Yeah. What is your purpose yeah. in saying that I want to pretend like? I'm somebody other than I am. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's yeah. insane. They but have people think it's funny. You can go and get made up to look like another person of another color, as wow. they say. You can you can get whatever color you want. <laughs> wow. You know, that reminds me of them old movies you watch, right? Where they had some, I remember watching Charlie Chan, you know, the show mm-hmm. Charlie Chan. Remember that show? They had a white dude playing Charlie Chan. And then you watch yeah. the movies where they got the so-called Cowboys and Indians movies, right? And all of the mm-hmm. Indians are played by white people. Yep. And, you know, it's you think about um, the movie about um, uh, Cleopatra. They got Liz mm-hmm. Taylor playing Cleopatra. Liz Taylor? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, one of the whitest of white people that's yes. ever existed on the planet, and you got her playing a woman in Egypt? Come on, man. I mean, it, it, it you know, those things are passed down from generation to generation. Absolutely. Somebody making money. Money. But you know something? I, I'm, I'm very happy that a lot of movie stars and artists are actually coming from up under these white people business practices and and becoming CEOs and producers in their own right. Mm -hmm. Now that I yeah. can applause. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where you yeah, yeah. The, that, that that's good to see. Yeah. Yeah. And when yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of mm -hmm. women directors and producers and stuff now that never yeah. had the opportunity to be a a a class movie star mm -hmm. because the ownership was white. Yeah, yeah. Those are some very positive changes that are, you know, long overdue. I don't know if you ever remember seeing the movie uh, Robert Townsend did called Hollywood Shuffle. Did you ever see Hollywood Shuffle? Oh, yep. my goodness, Maria. That is one of the most hilarious movies in yes. history. You yes. know, I, I remember the scene where they were talking about black acting school, right? And they, and they mm -hmm. had a scene where, you know, these white guys would teach you how to walk black, right? <laughs> it's just, right. It's so funny. I mean, it's a satirical movie, but all of the points they were making were like real points. And, you know, they, they were talking about, you know, uh, black people, the roles that you could get in Hollywood were, were very much determined by, you know, you're going to be a black slave or you're going to be, you know, somebody that was a servant in somebody's house. So you're going to be a pimp. Or if you're a black woman, you're going to be a hooker, you know, all right. these different things. And you couldn't get any other roles. And so if you wanted to be an actor, you know, those are things you had to do. Unfortunately, you know, some people like Sidney Poitier was like, man, I ain't playing them stupid roles. Are you kidding me? Diane Carroll, you know, was, was famously... Uh, want to play those type of demeaning roles, right? Uh, but then you look at Hollywood and and you think about you know Denzel Washington, right? One of the finest actors we've ever had in America, right? And he wins an, an Academy Award for what? Training Day, but he's being a straight up just horrible person. But he couldn't get an, an Academy Award for Best Actor when he played Malcolm X, right? Look at Halle Berry, she had herself in this ball in order to get an Academy Award. I mean, she's never been a great actress. I think she's a decent actress. I mean, she's okay. But that 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 movie, Monsters Ball, I mean, that is just a horrible movie, in my opinion. And the way she had to demean herself and then get celebrated. Right. And that literally, I mean, it ruined her career. She said it, that that role in getting that Academy Award, she thought that once she got the Academy Award, she would get all of these, you know, film producers yeah. reaching out to her like, Hallie, can you be in this? Can you be? She's like, it didn't happen. Yeah. It didn't happen. But, so. you know, that's just like me and modeling. I started modeling when I was eight years old. I, I went to the dance studios. I did. Mm -hmm. I had ballet performances and everything. And mm -hmm. one, he actually had the opportunity to model in Chicago and then New York and California. They actually wanted us to wear the skimpier clothes. And I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. You know, if that means I'm ending... I'm ending my modeling career as a runway model. So be it. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? I'm not going to starve myself. 
I'm getting ready to go up the street to the Ponderosa and eat me a steak. I will not <laughs> eat yoga. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to eat cottage cheese. <laughs> so, come on now. Oh, my goodness. That's funny, Maria. That was yellow. Uh, we're all sitting at this big fancy restaurant and everybody else eating prime rib and porterhouse steaks and stuff. And y'all want us to eat a bowl of jello with the pot of cheese? <laughs> Give me a freaking <laughs> oh And no, I'm, I'm not getting ready to take my bra off. That was another one. No, mm -hmm. I'm not putting your skimpy mm -hmm. clothes on bra. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, the things we have to do, right? Mm -hmm. And choices, that's, you know, choices. I was telling about actually telling my story and I mean just sitting back thinking about feeling as though I was a I, I had I thought I had some privilege you know what I'm saying because mm -hmm. I I did all of these things in my life and my mom and my dad they worked and we had structured families and I was taught values and goals and went to the dentist and went and got my eyes checked and took mm -hmm. the vaccinations and all that old type of stuff. I'm thinking I'm a normal human being. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But all mm -hmm. the time I'm being treated and looked upon like I'm I'm a horrible person. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So it's like now after dealing with the system and being pulled into the negativity i see i've i've been in the environment all along and didn't even know what to look for mm -hmm. well so the, the the reawakening of maria is taking place right absolutely i'm okay <laughs> i'm on the straight and narrow right now <laughs> well, i've bias i i've had biased people in my life from birth you know, yeah, that's mm -hmm. just like my mom. I couldn't understand why she never became a doctor, or you know, never really reached her her greatest potentials in the medical mm -hmm. field. I know that she was a, she was a surgical nurse because they didn't have black women who were physicians or are in an emergency room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. worked in a hospital, you had to be somewhere where you weren't seen. Yeah. It's sad. It's really sad. But you know, as we kind of continue to progress through this next week or so and you know get a little bit better weather, uh hopefully your week ahead will be better. Uh and we'll we'll chat it up next time, Maria. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to Whatever's coming, because I know it's coming. <laughs> I know it's coming. All right. Well, you take care. Be well and say hi to the family for me. I will. And tell your family I say hello to Get out and get you some of this sun. It's, it's going down. It's going down. <laughs> will do, Maria. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.